Washington Redskins, man. Um, new coaching staff, um, signing a couple of key free agents, and also Dwayne Haskins. So, I mean, first let's talk about the addition of signing Ron Rivera and his coaching staff. What does Ron Rivera bring to the Carolina Pan to the Washington Redskins? Well, I think overall the first thing that he brings is good leadership qualities. Uh, he demands out of his players that they play at a high level. He demands that uh, all at all times. It's something that we've been missing. It's a culture change. It's a culture change that we we needed very badly. Um, as you can see, how the Trump Williams situation was handled by the previous regime, and just overall, it was just the slap in the face to the fans that the previous regime uh, did give us. So, you know, I think it's something new. It's something fresh that is much needed. And I don't think in the first year you're going to see uh, a 10-6. and six. Not saying it's not possible, but I don't think we'll see that. But you, you can clearly see the culture already starting to change within the organization with the addition of Robert Vera. So what one of Ron Rivera's um, biggest traits that makes him one of the best coaches in the NFL is his defensive philosophy. So what are you expecting out of Washington Redskins defense? A defense that, talent-wise, looks to end up being really good going into 2020. So what are you expecting out of Ron Rivera when it comes to the defense side of football? Uh, I expect a lot, of, a lot more discipline. Uh, if you actually paid attention to the residents last year, you saw on the defensive side of the ball, especially in the secondary, there was a lot of miscommunications. Um, there, you know, the front set was being that was being run ran um, by our former defensive coordinator was very vanilla. Uh, I personally don't know how he made it into last year um, with us. So you know, I'm glad that Minuski is out just for the fact of just watching the defense in general. There's so much talent that I think was wasted. Um, case in point, Stavian Moreau. Um, he's never been a spot corner. We played him in the slot. He continually got roasted. They moved him to the outside, and he thrived. So I think it's just the difference of using utilizing players right and getting the most out of players is what Ron Rivera does, and I think we'll see that with the Washington Redskins, especially up front with the young talent of Ionias Payne and Allen, and you're, you have Kerrigan, you have Sweat, and then you're also talking about more likely than not, they bring in Chase Young with that. That's a lot of talent to utilize, and with the addition of Jack Del Rio with that, I think that the defense is going to hit the level that it's supposed to. Into the thing about Chase Young, so with the second overall pick, um, a lot of people feel like it's a small chance that the Washington Redskins go ahead and they pull uh, Arizona Cardinals and they draft another quarterback. So what do you feel about that situation and what? how do you think the Washington Redskins will approach the quarterback position? I think there is a 0% chance that there is a quarterback take in with that uh, number two overall pick. The reason I say that, there's people I've talked to um, that not – Outside the, the Redskins organization, I actually worked with the Pro Football Hall of Fame, um, and I talked to a, a few former football players that know Ron Rivera personally, um, and the odds of that happening are going to be slim to none. So it, it's basically uh, what they're saying is they 
of it like the draft day movie. On that card, your your Ron Rivera has on a piece of paper Chase Young, no matter what. It's a lot of smoke screen. The pick is Chase Young. Um, there's not really much to that. I think the first two picks in the draft, everybody should already have it written down in, in permanent marker because it's, it's going to be Joe Burrow and Chase Young one and two. After that, it's a crapshoot. But yeah, it, Chase Young will, uh, I think, is about uh, 99.9%. I'm going to leave a little little small chance for it to change. If that small chance, if there's a small chance for a change, it's not going to be quarterback, but it's 99.9% sure. That pick is going to be Chase Young. Now, aside from the draft, um, I'm pretty sure you know, but the Carolina Panthers have put up Cam Newton up for trade. Now, the rumor going around is that the Carolina Panthers are finding a hard time to find a trade partner with Cam Newton, and he most likely will be released. So, when it comes to Cam Newton, if Cam Newton is available, could you see Ron Rivera, his former head coach, bringing him into the Washington Redskins? To start over Haskins? Uh, I can see him bringing him in. Um, now, I did see a report that from John Kine where they said the Redskins would not go after Cam Newton probably about five to ten minutes ago. Um, with that being said, even even with that being the case, they said that they would not trade for him. That does not mean if he's released, they would not go after him. Uh, but I can, I can absolutely see it. If they... If they know they can get this guy to bring him in to start and just to help groom Dwayne Haskins with the system, absolutely I would bring Cam Newton in to do, in to do, to, to do so. So, yeah, I can definitely see Cam Newton and the rest of the jersey. Um, they want to bring a veteran quarterback in. They don't want to bring uh, a veteran jag or just another guy just to come in there, a pedestrian quarterback, just to come and be, say you're a veteran like the Case Keenum. They don't want that. If they're going to bring a veteran in, they want to be a, bring a veteran that can truly push for the starting job. And, uh, and yeah, and the person that makes the most sense is going to Cam Newton in that situation. Now, it's another guy. Um, we talked about this a little bit briefly, but it was also a little bit of some rumblings that the Washington Redskins could pursue Jameis Winston as well. And Jameis Winston is a guy who is he could push for a starting job. He has a talent. The thing is just turnovers. Could you see the Redskins bringing him in, or do you just think that's just no chance of that happening? There's there's zero percent chance of that happening. Uh, they haven't called Jameis Winston. They haven't looked into Jameis Winston at all. Uh, that's not going to happen. Um, uh, you know, it, it's. I think they'll try to go after Cam Newton. If they don't get Cam, um, then they're going to. I, I don't know who they would also think about bringing in. I haven't heard any rumblings on any other quarterbacks. I, know, I don't expect Alex Smith to be ready to roll this preseason. I expect him to be on the pump list again to start the season. Maybe towards the end he'll get off it. Um, what I've also heard uh, rumblings that Alex Smith might just transition to the front office. So it, it all depends. I'm not sure who they think is a, that a veteran quarterback that they can bring in. But now, don't get me wrong, that the quarterback market is even still is very robust. So there's plenty of um, of proven players that are out there that they can go grab as a backup, but uh, right now it's uh, very up in the air for that Redskins uh, backup quarterback situation. Okay, and the last thing is that 
I want to get your thoughts on the Washington Redskins for agency so far. So you guys have brought in former Bears off the tackle Cornelius Lucas. You guys brought in Kendall Fuller. Um, you franchise tag Brendan Sheriff, who is one of the best offensive guards in the NFL. So what are some key signings or key re-signings that you really like for the Washington Redskins? So what are some that you really don't like? So, you know, first of all, everybody's been like, I can't believe they played Kendall for Tim Elliott. He struggled uh, with the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs, uh, in certain situations last year, utilized him correctly. Yeah, um, he, but in quite situations, Kendall Fuller did what he did when he was first drafted by Washington. He made, he made plays. Um, so I don't know what Ron Rivera's uh, and Jack Del Rio's plans are for him. I fully expect him, since they gave him $10 million per year, I fully expect him to be playing court. People say, oh, well, you can rotate him to safety. Uh, they brought in Sean Davis, so I think Sean Davis, more likely mm-hmm. than not, is going to compete with uh, Monte, uh, Nicholson, Monte Nicholson excuse me, for that, uh, um, that free safety spot. Um, you know, the tagging of Brandon Sheriff, it was much needed. It's uh, something on that line that is a sure thing where you know because you don't know what's going to happen with Trent Williams. Um, so I'm talking with people that Trent Williams uh, market has dried up almost completely the only two teams that could be I would say could be remotely interested in him are the Vikings and the, and the Browns yeah the Browns signed, signed Jack Conklin but Conklin is the right tackle not a left tackle mm-hmm. so if they don't get Trent they're going to draft one at 10 that's about a sure thing um, you know so the one thing I did hear which could happen with Trent Williams the Redskins fans can look out for is if the market does dry up, um, the Redskins could probably guarantee him a portion of his contract, let him play it out, and if he does what he's supposed to do, there's a potential that the Redskins could pay him. Uh, so that is something that uh, has been discussed and that is on the table for the Washington Redskins when it comes to Trent Williams. Um, you know, but all in all, um, I'm not too mad about most of the sites. There's a lot of sites that have been like the the ones that they have made for the offensive line have been depth signing. And, and granted, uh, the signing that they made of the uh, Schwarzer, who's the guard that was with the Falcons, um, he, they actually brought him in. He actually could compete for a left, left guard job with West Park. So there's a potential that he actually starts. Um, but was, you know, the one person, they did go for Mark Cooper. They went all in for Mari. They did swing him in. Okay, you yeah. know, I, I did see a report. It's a report that People are not lining up to play with Dwayne Haskins. Um, but I I think Dwayne has the ability to succeed. Um, you know, I, so more likely than not, any other moves you see with the Redskins, it's just going to be wait and see until draft time unless there's a surprise free agent out there. Um, don't, Desmond Trufant is out there still. The Redskins are still looking in the hill. So there's, there's any, any other major moves that you'll see more likely than not uh, will be when it comes to draft times for the Washington Redskins. Yeah, and all right, I think the Washington Redskins had a pretty solid free agency. Um, Trufant got signed by the Lions like a day ago, so like that's that just happened. But I mean, you guys, I really like the addition of Sean Davis. Like, I think Sean Davis kind of fits the mold of what you guys want in your safety. Like, Sean Davis, I'm a Steelers fan, so I know a little bit about this Sean Davis. Um, like, he was a solid starter for us. I mean, he was a solid tackler. He was okay in coverage. Like, I think he would be a pretty good safety for you guys, a pretty good fit. And, I mean, 
I really like I really like Dwayne Haskins. Like I know his rookie season was like a little bit up and down. I mean, when he first got inserted in, like he looked he looked it a little bit timid. But as the season progressed, he got better in my opinion. So I mean. I really like what I saw a lot of Dwayne Haskins. I mean, if you guys bring in Cam New, I wouldn't be upset neither. But Dwayne, man, once again, thanks as always for coming on the show, man, providing us your great insight, man. And we look to bring you on um, somewhere near draft time, depending on what happens with the whole NFL draft situation, man. So thanks for coming on, man. Uh, you're very welcome, and uh, definitely appreciate you having me back. No problem, man. Take care. All right, you too now. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears. Who will be the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears when the 2020 NFL season begins? Nick Foles, who they recently traded for in a trade with the Jacksonville Jaguars, or Mitchell Trubisky? Now, a lot of Bears fans were upset with the trade of Nick Foles from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and... I understand why, because it was better options at the quarterback position. You could have got Andy Dalton. You could have got Jameis Winston. You could have traded for Cam Newton. But instead, you get Nick Foles, who Jacksonville Dragons were looking to get rid of because they didn't want to pay him all that money just to sit and be a backup quarterback. Now, in Nick Foles' defense, Nick Foles, before he got injured, and the opening season game for the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Kansas City Chiefs, he was really impressive. I was watching that game. Nick Foles was really, really good before he got injured against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, he was dotting up that Chiefs defense, which improved in the middle of the season. At the start, it wasn't really as good as it was by the time they ended up winning the Super Bowl at the end of this season. But Nick Foles is better than Mr. Trubisky. That's basically what Chicago Bears fans are saying. And you can't get no worser. Or no worse than what you already have at the quarterback position. And Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky really struggled last season in 2019. I mean, he was missing wide open receivers. Not only was he throwing inaccurate passes, but I mean, it was wide receivers wide open. And Trubisky wouldn't even notice them at all. Wouldn't even look their way. So, the question is, who will be the starting quarterback for the Bears this season? And... If I was a betting man and I had to bet $1,000 on who would be the Bears starting quarterback, I would bet on Mr. Trubisky. And I'm not saying that because I feel Trubisky is better than Nick Foles. I'm saying this because the Bears front office, from my viewpoint, can't live with the fact that they messed up. It feels like the Bears are going to try to force the issue. That's what I think the Bears are going to try to do. They're going to force Trubisky to be the starter. And try and hopefully they pray to God because that's basically what they're doing at this point. They're praying and hoping that Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback that they envisioned. Now, I don't know what kind of quarterback the Bears saw in Mitch Trubisky when they drafted him over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, but I was screaming. I was and I was a freshman, right? I was in ninth grade talking about how Mitch Trubisky was should not be a first round pick. I mean, the guy only started one year of college football and the red flags were pretty obvious and the Bears still took him anyway over Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and the Bears fans know that the Bears front office and the Bears organization messed up when they drafted Trubisky 
And I'm pretty sure the Bears front office understands that they messed up as well. But it seems like they're just hoping that Mr. Trubisky just somehow just becomes this great quarterback all of a sudden. And it's not really going to happen. But I think the Bears front office is most likely going to end up having all this propaganda, hyping up the quarterback competition, making it seem like the job is up for grabs. But I mean, in all reality... Mitch Trubisky is most likely going to end up being the starter come week one. Despite Nick Foles being a better quarterback, the front office, I feel, of the Chicago Bears, I just don't think they can take a L and move on. And I think they're just going to once again force the Matt Nagy to name Mitchell Trubisky the starter because they want Mitch Trubisky to play like the quarterback they envisioned he could be when they draft him third overall. And eventually, what I think is going to happen is Mr. Trubisky plays a couple of games. He still doesn't do well. Then Nick Foles comes in, and the Chicago Bears start to win some games. And maybe the Bears can make a late block push. Now, I know Mr. Trubisky isn't, isn't all that, and I know Nick Foles isn't all that. But Nick Foles is better than Mr. Trubisky. And I mean, for the Bears, I mean, you just need some consistent quarterback play. The Bears have a lead defense. They have a great defense, actually. I think Matt Nagy, despite how a lot of Bears fans get on Matt Nagy for his play calling, his inability to get a solid run game in Chicago and things like that. But I still think Matt Nagy is a pretty doggone good play caller. So... I mean, he played. I mean, he was a good enough play caller that a year ago he was able to get Mitchell Trubisky and the Chicago Bears offense to score enough points that they could get the Bears into the playoffs. And the fact that Mitchell Trubisky was a Pro Bowl, I think, even gives Matt Nagy more credit. But, I mean, I expect Mitchell Trubisky, if I'm a better man, to be the starting quarterback for the Bears come week one. Because, listen. The Chicago Bears front office, I just don't think they can accept that L and walk away from it. I just think that they're going to try to hope and pray to God that Mr. Trubisky becomes the quarterback that they hope he could be or can be. And I mean, Mr. Trubisky, he had some solid games, I guess. He had that Thursday night game when he went off. And I mean, it looked like maybe... He was changing. Maybe he just had a mid-season turnaround. Then after that, he stinks it up. So, I mean, with Mr. Trubisky, I mean, it's just it's just really frustrating. I understand the frustration that Chicago Bears fans feel. I mean, I have a Chicago Bears fan. He always talks about how it's so frustrating watching Mr. Trubisky. It's just really upsetting when you watch Mr. Trubisky. And, I mean, he's inconsistent. And then some games when he's on... I mean, he ends up being really good sometimes. He ends up surprising a lot of people. And then most of the time, he ends up just not being good at all. Missing wide open wide receivers, I believe, week one against the Green Bay Packers. I believe Allen Robinson was wide open. I don't remember if it was third down or second down. But Allen Robinson was wide open. On the sideline, nobody near his area at all. No Green Bay defenders are in the proximity of Allen Robinson. And Mitchell Trubisky doesn't even look his way at all. At all. And I mean, like, like gosh, like the dude was wide open. Nobody in his proximity at all. And Mitchell Trubisky just didn't see him at all. Now, for Nick Foles, what Chicago Bears going to get out of Nick Foles if he does, and I think he will potentially become the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears, what you're getting, you're getting a guy who is accurate. He doesn't turn the football over that much. 
And I mean, I think the Chicago Bears have a good enough receiving core, although the receiving core isn't all that. I mean, I like the, the Bears receiving core. I like Allen Robinson. Um, I hope Riley really starts to get a little bit more PT. I mean, I don't think the Chicago Bears wide receiving core is that bad. They have a lot of solid young wide receivers on the roster. But the wide receivers are being held back by poor quarterback playing Trubisky. So, I mean... Nick Foles, he may not he may not seem like a large upgrade from Mr. Biscuit, but trust me, he is. I mean, if you give Nick Foles a solid play caller, which I believe Matt Nagy is, a solid offensive line, which Chicago Bear, which Chicago does have a pretty okay offensive line. It's not great, but I don't think it's terrible neither. And Chicago is able to get some kind of a run game going, like they were unable to do for the majority of the 2019 season. I think that Nick Foles and Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears with how good their defense is could end up somewhat making the playoffs. And I mean, you got to look. The Chicago Bears went, what, 8-8 with Mitchell Trubisky as their starting quarterback. So if they can go 8-8 with Mitch Trubisky, I'm pretty sure they could win a lot more games with Nick Foles as their starting quarterback. Now, I know Bears fans may not be all that impressed with what Nick Foles did. I mean, you could argue and say that he won the Philadelphia Eagles because he had a great coaching staff. He had talent around him, and I agree with that. But if you give Nick Foles a little bit of talent, a solid play caller, and a great defense, he can win you some games. And I think that Nick Foles won't be the starter for the Chicago Bears come week one. I think Mr. Trubisky will be the starter. Not because I think Mr. Trubisky is better than Nick Foles, but simply for the fact that I think the front office is just going to force Mr. Trubisky to once again be the starter and hope that he ends up becoming the quarterback that they envisioned him becoming when they drafted him a few years back over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. So that's my thoughts on the Chicago Bears quarterback controversy. Let me know what you guys think about it down in the comment section down below. Make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel for more NFL videos and content. And thanks for watching.